welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets for another Tuesday edition with me, Cecil Peters, as we go over the November 9th slate. Please remember to subscribe wherever you're listening to this, rate, review it, leave a comment. It really helps the show out, really helps me out, helps Pat out. You can also find me on Twitter at CeasePeets or on my website, CecilPeters.com. I have a premium betting and DraftKings NHL article out there daily. If you are interested in accessing that, contact me and let me know you heard it on the show and I will hook you up with a special Fantasy Hockey Pits Picks and Bets discount. We've been on a nice, nice run lately. The shot props have been really hot. Games have been not too bad. Shot prop odds are never released until the day of, so I don't have any props for that yet today. I'll get to those all tomorrow. They'll all be in my article and they've been hitting at about a 65-70% clip so far this year. On to the nine games for the night. The odds that I mentioned here are the opening odds that I found on DraftKings Sportsbook. A lot of them will probably be different by the time you're listening to this, and a lot of them will definitely be different by the time that the games actually start. First game of the night is in Tampa Bay. We have the previously undefeated Carolina Hurricanes, plus 110, Tampa Bay favorite at minus 130. Carolina just had one bad period last game against Florida, going down 4-0 before trying to attempt a comeback that ultimately fell short against the Panthers. However, they did outplay Florida for the rest of the game, and they have now lost only once all year. One bad period to me does not justify them being plus money here, even in Tampa Bay. Tampa still got some injuries they're dealing with. They're not playing amazing. Plus money on the Hurricanes is just a green light anytime against almost any opponent. Plus 110 on the Hurricanes. I love that bet already. Second game on the night is in Montreal. Montreal's minus 140 on the money line here, LA plus 115. LA, of course, plays the night before in Toronto. I am recording this before that game, so I'm not sure what all happens in there. Something from that game maybe will change the line or change how we view this game. But as of right now, seeing Montreal at minus 140 just doesn't make any sense. I don't know if I want to attack the Kings here. They're probably going to go to Cal Peterson and Ned, who I think is their better goalie as they have Jonathan Quick going in Toronto. But back-to-back -back road games for Los Angeles... I want to get them at better than plus 115, but I'm definitely staying away from Montreal at minus 140. A couple DraftKings guys I might look to go to here. Adrian Kemp has been cheap. He's bumped onto the first line with Andre Kopitar and Dustin Brown. Philip Deneau is on the second line there. Recently returning from the injured list, Andreas Athanasiu. He's been on that line with him and Alex Iafalo. They've been red hot. We'll see if they continue that in Toronto, and we'll see if we want to go back to them against Montreal here. Next game I'm looking at on the night is in Boston. Boston Bruins minus 275 against Ottawa, plus 220. Ottawa is a team that I really want to target as a big underdog. This certainly is that kind of situation, but they do have some COVID issues now. Connor Brown on the COVID list, he's been playing really well for them on their second line. Their goaltending has been pretty suspect. Matt Murray is back and appears to be healthy, but he's not playing that great. Minus 275 is still too much for me to bet Boston, who have some goaltending issues of their own, but they are one of the best defensive teams in hockey. So it's really hard to imagine the Senators scoring a ton on this game unless the goalie has an absolute stinker. Just a game that I'm staying away from betting. Next one I'm interested in, Florida at New Jersey. It's off the board as I'm recording this. I'm assuming that New Jersey is going to be a pretty big home dog. I'm assuming it's off the board because of the Barkov news. He's questionable for the previous day's game against New York Rangers, like I said, recording this before that game happened, so I don't know if he plays. I'm assuming he's out. I'm assuming he's going to be day-to-day, -day, probably going to play this game, 50-50 chance. 
Another issue is their goaltending. Star goalie Sergei Bobrovsky has been out for the last little bit. Spencer Knight gets the start the night before. I don't know if they go back to in a back-to-back -back situation. They might put their third stringer in. So you might see New Jersey at a surprising plus 150, plus 160 number. If we see them at plus, plus 200 or better, I will probably pull the trigger. They've surprisingly been a top five team in expected goals for this season. They shouldn't win this game, but at home, I think the betting line probably should be around plus 170. And with Florida being borderline undefeated, not sure how they're going to do the night before. I do think that we might see the Devils around plus 200, in which case I will definitely be going at it. They got Mackenzie Blackwood back in net. He played really well for them despite losing in overtime against LA over the weekend. New Jersey just has a couple good lines going. They got Jesper Bratt with Nico Hischer and Andreas Janssen on the first line. And a couple rookies, Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer. They're playing with Pavel Zak on the second line. Florida's going to be in the second half of a back-to-back -back set here. Just adding another reason to potentially bet on the New Jersey Devils here in this one. Next game on the night. Should be lots of goals in this one, as there usually is when the Oilers are playing. Edmonton minus 175. Going out on the road in Detroit. Detroit Red Wings plus 150 as a home dog. I love betting Detroit as an underdog. They've been pretty good in that role so far this season, especially at home. They just beat Vegas as a home dog. But this is the Edmonton Oilers. This is a different animal. Edmonton's fully healthy. Aside from goaltending, they're really scoring a ton. McDavid and Drysaddle keeping up their two-point-per-game pace, and there's no reason they don't do that here again against the Red Wings, who've been giving up a ton of high-danger chances lately. I just think even if Detroit manages to score four or five goals, they probably still get outscored by the Oilers. Detroit's top line's playing really well. Dylan Larkin, Tyler Batuzzi, and Lucas Raymond. Rookie sensation, Moritz Sider on defense is playing really well. In fact, he currently appears to be Lucas Raymond's top challenger for the Calder Trophy for the Rookie of the Year. But Edmonton's just playing too good. They have too much offense. Minus 175 is just not a good number on them here. That should be more. If you can find them on a puck line or a three-way bet to win in regulation, I'd maybe take that. I don't love minus 175. You can get closer to plus money if you look at betting it in some of those alternative ways. Next game for us on the night here comes in Winnipeg. St. Louis Blues, slight favorite, minus 115 over the Jets. St. Louis got solidly outplayed by Anaheim in their last game. They lost 4-1. And now they come to Winnipeg to face a Jets team that's getting healthy, starting to win some games. They got a really deep, balanced attack. I really still like the St. Louis Blues. Every team's allowed to have a stinker every now and then. They're a big team. They're a physical team. Ryan O'Reilly was just back in the lineup. It was his first game back. It was their first game without Tory Krug. So, I mean, the built-in excuses are there for St. Louis losing that hockey game. I don't think I'm ready to bet them at minus 115. I just think when the line is correct, it's usually a game that I don't bet. Winnipeg gets a little bit of a boost for being at home. They get a bit of a boost with Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler having another game to get back in the lineup. Those guys have been super cheap on DraftKings. Haven't really been paying it off, but they're always in play for two or three points a night. Tori Krug on the Blues, as I mentioned, is out on the COVID list. That brings Justin Falk and Colton Pareko into play. Falk, in particular, picks up most of the power play usage. He takes a lot of shots as it is. Now he's getting two or three more minutes a game. Better power play time, so Justin Falk is probably my number one target on defense on DraftKings. As far as the shot props go, Winnipeg's had a couple guys that have been really paying off night after night. For a while, it was Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers. Those guys are still good. They're generally at over 2.5 shots for the line, but they're usually around minus 180, minus 200, which is a little steep. 
Lately, I've been going to Pierre-Luc Dubois. His line's been set at 1.5 because he's not a volume shooter. But the line he's playing on right now with Connor and Svechnikov, they're creating a ton of offense. He's shooting the puck more than he has in a couple years. So Pierre-Luc Dubois, if you find him for over one and a half shots per night, he's hit that about four or five nights in a row. We've made money on that a bunch of nights in a row over in the premium betting section. So that's a bet that we're going back to again and again. And if I see it here, going right back to it. Next game of the night is in Chicago. Chicago just coming off of firing their coach, Jeremy Calton, after a horrible start to the year. Last game, one of the more interesting things you'll see all year, I ended up betting the Blackhawks at minus 109. Their game was a pick em with Nashville. Nashville had almost all the money coming in on them. I bet Chicago before that, so that wasn't the reason I bet it, but I did find it interesting that the books didn't move this line one bit. Nashville was minus 109, Chicago was minus 109. Like I said, 95% of the money was coming in on Nashville. They held their ground. I think they must have known something. They must have known the new coach boost. Chicago's playing a little better. And the books cleaned up. They made a ton of money on this game. Chicago ended up winning in overtime. I'm just going to keep riding the Blackhawks here after they, won, after they won that game, after firing their coach. It was their best defensive performance of the year. They kind of moved their lines back to where they were at the start of the year with Kirby Dock in between Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit. They were scoring. They had a ton of chances. Kirby Doc got robbed three or four times. Chicago honestly probably deserved to win this game in regulation. Took them to overtime to do it. I'm sure they're not complaining. They need wins any way they can get them. Love the Blackhawks here in this spot. Pittsburgh's getting healthier. I don't like betting against them because they just keep proving me wrong all year. But this isn't a bet against the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is simply a bet at plus money on the home Chicago Blackhawks, who I think are starting to turn a corner. And we're just going to ride that momentum with the Blackhawks. Next game on the slate. Another one with some COVID news. The San Jose Sharks are plus 150. They're coming into Calgary. Calgary's minus, one minus 175. Fresh off putting a beating on the New York Rangers after a couple back-to-back -back overtime losses. Their point streak's at 10 games now. They haven't lost a game in regulation since the first night of the year. San Jose's been battling hard, but they're an undermanned squad right now with so many players on the COVID list. Yesterday in practice, some of those guys got back. Timo Meyer was back practicing. Mark Edward Vlasic, Radoslav Simic. So one of their top scorers in Timo Meyer, and then a bunch of defensive depth players, which really is going to help them out. Problem is, coming into Canada, those guys can't come across the border right now because they need to have pr proof of co being COVID-free that goes back further than two or three days. So they're not going to play in Calgary. They're not going to play their next game in Winnipeg. They're going to meet up with the team, I think, on Friday in Colorado. So while San Jose's getting healthier, for the time being, their lineup is still pretty thin. Plus 150 is just not enough to even tempt me. Brent Burns has been a machine on the back end, taking a ton of shots, blocking a ton of shots, as he's really the only thing that they have going. So Brent Burns for an overshot prop. Thomas Hurdle overshots has been hitting the last couple nights as well at plus money. But as far as this game goes, similar to the Edmonton game, I just think minus 175 isn't enough for the Flames. I will bet it. I'm debating if I want to bet it in regulation or bet it on the puck line to get some better odds. But Calgary will be winning this game. Their top line is rolling. Kachuk, Lindholm, and Goudreau, especially at home, they're playing amazing hockey. You just don't want to come into Calgary and play the Flames right now. They're a really tough out. And San Jose is just too depleted and doesn't have the goaltending. Second last game of the night here. Seattle Kraken, Vegas Golden Knights Kraken are the underdog, plus 120. 
Vegas, despite missing their top four forwards, is still favored at minus 140. And I like them to win this hockey game. The Vegas Golden Knights got schooled by the Red Wings in their last game, but it was understandable back-to-back, -back, going to their backup goalie, end of a long road trip. So we'll give them that one. But now they come home and they face the Seattle Kraken. Just gave the Arizona Coyotes their first win of the year. That alone is, that's alone right there is enough to make me want to bet Vegas. You just, you can't lose to the Arizona Coyotes. That's got to be such a demoralizing loss for the Kraken. Arizona obviously hadn't won a game all year. Vegas is just a better team. Even without their top guys going, they got Nicholas Roy bumped on the first line. He's starting to score. Their defensemen are scoring. And the big thing, their power play hadn't scored all year. Their last two games, it's got three goals. So the power play is rolling. Goaltending's playing really well. Robin Leonard's going to be back in net for this one. They do give up a ton of shots, so he's going to be my top target on DraftKings at the goalie position. But I just don't think there's any way that they lose this hockey game. Last game on the night on the West Coast. Vancouver coming off of a big win, 6-3 over the Dallas Stars. Anaheim coming off an equally big win for them, 4-1 over the Blues. Anaheim just keeps winning games. I finally jumped off of them against the Blues, but they continue to impress. I think that's four wins in a row. Vancouver, like I said, had their big win. But one win isn't enough for me to justify them being a minus 165 favorite over the Red Hot Ducks. As always, I would love to see goalie news, especially on the Anaheim side, but I'm probably going to be on the Ducks here. I do expect that to probably be the popular bet. More profitable, Ryan Getzlaff. He's been a cash cow on the shot prop, similar to Pierre-Luc Dubois. Not historically a guy who takes a ton of shots, but the last few games he's been doing so. His line's still at 1.5. That's been hitting every single night. If that's offered again, I will absolutely be taking it. End the slate with a couple quick notes on the DraftKings. I've already mentioned my favorite goalie on the slate's Robin Leonard. After that, I would probably look to Jacob Markstrom on the Flames. He's got four shutouts in nine games, which is super hard to ignore. Defense, like I said, Justin Falk. Moritz Sider for the Red Wings. He started to play a ton more, getting a ton of shots, getting more ice time, getting more confident, being an NHL player. He's almost a point-per-game player as a rookie defenseman for one of the worst teams in the league. So, and this guy's super impressive. In a couple years, he's going to be in the Norris Trophy conversation. For now, around 5K, I'll play him on DraftKings all the time. Fellow wing defenseman Philip Peronik's also too cheap. He was scratched for a couple games, but he's been back for four or five now. Offensive role, likes to shoot, likes to block shots, so that guy's just way too cheap. And then on forward, I mean, as always, anytime Edmonton's on a slate, especially against a weak defensive team like the Red Wings, you just have to look there. They're expensive as they should be. They're probably not expensive enough. Two points basically in every game for McDavid and Dreisaitl. Stack the power play any way you can get it. Other than that, the Flames top line with their great home usage. I really like Ottawa's first line as well. They just keep getting it done game after game. Tough defensive matchup against Boston, but Boston's goaltending isn't great, so I do like that one a little bit. And then LA, we talked about it a bit. Their second line, Philip Deneau, Alex Iafalo, Andreas Athanasiou. If that line sticks together against Toronto, we'll see how they perform. I did play them on the previous site against Toronto. So if they do well, I'll be going right back to them as well. That's about it for me though for the day. I will be back again tomorrow doing the show for a smaller slate. As always, please like, rate, review wherever you're listening. And again, my DMs on Twitter are open. So if you're interested in getting my premium picks, I'll have all the shot props. It's a big slate, nine games. We'll probably have 10 to 12 shot props. I, honestly, I expect to hit eight or nine of them. That's kind of how it's been going on these big slates. It can be a little pickier. 
be a little choosier. 10 out of 12, 9 out of 12. That's kind of been how it's going for these big ones. Other than that, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you.